Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Praise the Lord. It is good to be here today with all of you. This is the last Sunday before Pastor and Jeannie come back. Woo-hoo. I know we're all, we've all missed him. It's been said that maybe we should all bring a lunch next Sunday because he might go for a really long time. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, what the Lord has put on my heart to share with you today is more of a, I would consider it maybe a foundational message that I know a lot of us may know and understand, but reminders are good. And there are some here that are newer in your faith and maybe younger, maybe, you know, the youth. And I think if we can understand this early on in our walk with God, it's going to, I think it's going to greatly impact our spiritual life. So before I go into it, I would, I would like to pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's alive and has the power to change our lives. Give us ears to hear today. Amen. So raise your hand if you are a gardener. Or you can be a wannabe gardener too. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So this year was my first attempt at, at gardening. Um, I spent the winter months looking at seed catalogs. I went on YouTube. I was watching videos. I read a couple books. I talked to friends who are gardeners who will know a lot more than I do. Um, so I took the plunge, I went ahead and bought the seeds, I got my seed starter little pods, I bought my bag of soil, and then I planted my seeds inside. And I also made these really cool DIY grow light boxes, um, just like a tote with a light on the top. So it was inexpensive, but it worked really well. So after I planted my seeds, I kept my grow light boxes in my living room, because I really wanted to keep my eye on those seeds that I had planted. I could not wait to see that first little sprout come up from the ground, from the soil that I had planted. But it's funny because even though I knew what I had done was what I needed to do in order for the seed to germinate and sprout, there was still a little bit of doubt in my mind that all that work was going to pay off or not. But I had to remind myself, just trust the process and keep doing what I know to do and to care for the seeds that I had planted. I would take my little spray bottle and lift up the lid and gently spray the seeds in the morning and just, you know, I just had my light boxes on a timer so they'd get their sunlight hours and they'd get their nighttime hours and all the things. It was a lot of work. It really was a lot of work. And then one day, I walk out in my living room and I see the little, shout, the little sprouts popped up through the soil. I was so excited. It was fascinating to me to watch them grow. Some of the seeds sprouted up quickly and then other ones just took longer to pop through the soil, but they all eventually did. And so, you know, because the germination time for a seed varies from seed to seed. But had I not made the conditions healthy for those seeds, had I not continued to monitor them, to water them, to make sure they were getting enough light, they would not have germinated. And 
had I not tended to the seeds, they would not have come alive. And it would not have been the seed's fault. The seed knew what to do. I, being the sower, had to keep my watchful eye, eye on them and, and do my part. And then the much-anticipated day finally came where I was able to transfer my little seedling plants to my raised garden beds. However, I couldn't transfer my seedlings because I had to prepare my garden beds outside, too. Again, the conditions had to be right in order for my plants to survive once I transplanted them outside. So Dan and I built some raised bed gardens. We had some soil delivered. We transferred all that soil to the garden boxes. We added fertilizer and nutrients. All of that work was in an effort to create a healthy environment for my seedlings to survive once I transplanted them outside. I wanted them to grow deep roots and become strong so, they, so that they could stand against the elements of being outside. So I had to prepare the soil. Do you guys remember that crazy hailstorm we had in June? Yeah? I just remember standing at my sliding glass door, <laughs> looking out at my garden. And after, yeah, afterwards I went outside and there was hail all over inside the garden beds, all like just surrounding my, my plants, you know. So Dan and I were out there with pitchers of warm water like around each plant to get that hail to come away from, from the plant. And then I just had to hope they were going to survive. But to my surprise, they did survive. Some of the leaves were a bit damaged, but the roots had already worked their way down into the soil deep enough to withstand that storm. Roots are really important. And we are very similar to a garden. And Jesus talks about that in a parable in Matthew 13. So we're going to put that up here. It's Matthew 13, 1 through 9. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And I just want to draw your attention to that last verse before I go on. He who has ears, let him hear. Ears. We all have ears. Ears are a feature we all, humanity shares, we all have ears. I mean, if, if you don't have ears, then that would be an unnatural occurrence. We all have ears. So when Jesus addresses those who have ears, he's saying, everybody, listen up. But there is a difference between physical ears, like we have, and having ears to hear, spiritual ears. So this parable I just read can 
contrasts the types of hearers. So I'm going to break that down a little bit. So in this parable, we have the sower. That's the one planting the seed or scattering the seed and getting it to fall onto the earth. And hopefully the earth will receive that seed. The sower wants to see growth that comes from sowing. And the sower is the Lord. The second component in the parable is the seed, which is the word of God, the gospel. And then the final component is the soil itself, which represents our hearts, where the seed is sown into. So that first hearer was the one where the seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured the seed. And Jesus explains what that means exactly down in um, Matthew 13, 19. This is what Jesus said. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. And that last part of the verse that said this was the seed that was sown along the path, there's some significance there to the path. Because the path he's talking about is not seed-ready soil. That soil is trampled down. It's hard ground. That's the path that everyone has been walking on. And when you throw seed on that type of soil, the seed just sort of bounces off of it. And then the birds come along and say, ooh, free seed. And they come up and eat the seed. Jesus is saying that this kind of hearer may listen to the word, but they don't understand it, so they disregard it. And the enemy comes and just snatches it away. And then that second kind of hearer was the one, it says, Others fell on, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. And Jesus goes on to explain what that meant down in verse 20 and 20 to 21. Jesus says, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately falls away. Did you guys hear that part? When tribulation and persecution arise, on account of the word, immediately he falls away. We're entering days where because of what we believe and because we are Christ followers, we are going to face tribulation and persecution. Our roots have to be deep if we're going to stand. They have to be. And then that third here is where Jesus said, other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Jesus explains that in verse 22. And he says, As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. So we could be growing seeds in our heart, and we're starting to know God, and his word is starting to take root, but maybe there's just a constant worry in our life. We're worried about our finances. We're worried about our job. We're worried about career paths. We're worried about future. You know, and if we're not careful, 
if we're not careful, that starts to choke out the truth, and it hinders the word from growing in us. And then there's that fourth type of hearer. This is the one where Jesus was talking about other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And Jesus explains this one in verse 23. He says, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, in another 60, and in another 30. So when we are hearing the word, the sowing, when we're understanding it, when the roots are growing deeply, what's going to happen? We're going to bear fruit. Gardeners want the fruit, right? That's the whole point of gardening is you want to reap the harvest. And God wants that for us. He wants us to bear fruit. And the thing about gardens is they all get weeds sometimes. It's inevitable, right? But what do we do with those weeds? Do we let them sit and become so deeply rooted that they spread and start to take over our gardens? No. We pull them out, right? By the root, we pull them out. But if the weeds were unattended, they will suck the life out of a garden. And what's going to suffer? The fruit. The fruit is going to suffer from that. And, you know, we have to be, we have to be very careful about the seeds that are being scattered about in our current culture. There are seeds being scattered all the time. But those seeds are lies. They just are. And we have to be able to discern what is the godly seeds and what are the weeds and what we allow to take root. When seeds from the word of God have been planted and nurtured and cared for, they're going to grow deep roots and they're going to grow really strong. And those seeds will always bring about healthy fruit. And, you know, something to keep in mind is Whatever type of spiritual fruit we are bearing is a direct correlation to what has been sown. It's, that's, just, that's just the way it is. When God plants something in our heart and we keep watering it with his word and we have faith that that seed will come alive, remember, seeds germinate at different rates. So there may be particular seeds that were planted in your heart years ago, and maybe you are just now seeing the fruit from that. Years. It could be years between the sowing and the reaping. But in between those years, it's so important to have good soil and to keep tending it and watering it and caring for it because when the time is right, they will bear fruit. When godly seeds have been planted in our hearts and they start to grow, at some point, a storm is going to come. But if our roots are deep and our soil has been properly tended, we will not only withstand the storm, but our growth 
through the storm will not be stunted. There's this cool little fact I read about. There are certain types of trees that will regenerate after a forest fire. It's kind of like this fire survival strategy. It allows for the complete destruction of the above ground growth. But these trees will re-sprout after they have been burned because they have an extensive root system. And this is the part that I thought was super cool. The dormant buds of this tree are protected underground. And nutrients stored in the root system allow sprouting after the fire. So think about that. These dormant seeds would not have sprouted at all had there not been some intense heat. Having deep roots will help us withstand and burst forth with growth during and after the storms of life. So what is this fruit? I keep talking about fruit. What is this fruit that we are to bear? Galatians 5, and 23 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit wants us to produce fruit. And, you know, when I had questions about my garden, I went to, to the people I knew who could give me sound advice. I have friends that have been gardening for a long time, and they knew exactly what to tell me to do. And as the body of Christ, we are meant to do life together. Together. We're meant to be co-laborers gardening together. So, Dan, you can come on back up. I want ears to hear, don't you? I want ears to hear. And when those spiritual seeds are being sown, I want to readily take them up. I want to cultivate them so the roots go deep. I want to bear the fruit. And then I want to share the fruit with others. You know, we aren't meant to keep all the fruit to ourselves. A gardener likes to share the fruits from their garden. They just do. So Jesus, what I read today, Jesus explains those four type of hearers in the passage. And I want us to ask ourselves, what type of hearer am I? If you're not the type of hearer you want to be, that can change. He is able to change us. And if you are the good soil, keep tending the garden. And then come alongside someone else and help them tend their garden, too. So let me, I want to just pray over us again as I, as I close this. So just close your eyes with me. Lord, thank you for your word today. Give us spiritual ears to hear. Help us to truly hear your word. I pray that the seeds that were sown today will take root in the hearts of all the hearers and that an abundance of fruit will come from it. Help us, Lord, to pull out any weeds that could choke out the seeds you want to plant in our hearts. And help us to come alongside each other and encourage each other and love one another so that we can be a church body who is producing much fruit. And then help us to take that fruit out into the world to those around us 
In Jesus' name, bless you guys. Stand this morning. I was just thinking that that was a, that was an awesome word, and um, what struck me while well, when she was talking about this was the fact that I guess I always thought, well, I'm here this morning, so I must be the good ground, right? You know, I must the seed must have fallen on me at some point, and I I took up root, and I'm I'm here. I've been here for years, but it doesn't. That, that's not always the case because our, our soil goes through seasons. And our soil in the springtime, it, it thaws and then we grow and then it freezes and our soil can go through these seasons of life. And how many times have you come on a Sunday morning? Have I come on a Sunday morning? And like she said, that seed just hit the path and rolled off and it didn't take root in my life. I'm telling you, that's over the course of my years, that's probably been more so the case. Then I'm wondering, what am I going to do this afternoon? What are we going to have for lunch? What are we, we going to have on our pizza? But I want my life to be, I want to prepare my soil weekly. Every time we gather together, every day when I open up the, the book and I read, Lord, let my life be fertile soil on which your word can be planted and grow. And so I don't think there's one person in here this morning that can't just gather up here this morning. Find somebody to pray with just to speak a word over them. Bless them and let the word, let, let's take the word with us today, knowing that each day that we can grow a little deeper, that those roots can grow a little deeper. In Jesus' name. I could talk about gardening all day long. Thank you, Brindle. Thank you. Yeah, I get a little emotional, but forgive me. But the, the reason is because this is so intensely wonderful. What, what God has called us to, what God has, has called us to in this hour, at this time, there is nothing more precious than what I'm looking at right now. If you struggle, there's a remedy. If you're addicted, there's a remedy. If you suffer, there is a remedy. If you're joyful, there is a remedy. Spontaneous praise all day. That is the outlet. If you live life alone, I plead with you to connect with us. You are family. There is nothing more valuable than what we are as the body of Christ. Who you are in Christ. God, give us revelation of the immense treasure that he sees in us. And Father, let us see that in one another. I want to see your value and love you accordingly. If you are not in fellowship, 
come see me. Come see Paul. Paul, raise your hand. Yeah. If you are leading a home group, raise your hand right now. If you're leading a home group, Joel, you can raise your hand. We need, there was a time, for, and forgive me, I won't be long. There was a time when every person in this assembly was in a home fellowship group. We had immense growth, immense strength. And the leadership of this assembly that you see now, the unity, was born from those times. The people that oversee the ministries in this assembly were, were born, were grown in that, in that type of fellowship. I implore you, I beg you, if you want to get connected in a home, I'll start another home group. I'll take another night of the week because it's valuable. Because I don't take a day off from my covenant with my wife. Just don't. We're family. I don't take a day off from my covenant with you. You may want to take a day off. So let this word sink into your hearts. Examine the soil of your heart. And if you want changes, they can be made. But you can't do it alone. That's why we are called the body of Christ. Amen? Father, let us go from this place hungering for more of you, thirsty for more of you. Cast out all division, cast out all strife, cast out all lies, cast out all hypocrisy, and let genuine love be the signature, the signature of this assembly as we walk in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of the body of Christ until you return again, O oh God, to take us back. I speak your blessing on every brother and sister, over every person assembled here, over those that are watching online, over the sick, over the hurting, and over the healthy, God, your joy and prosperity on all. Take this week, Father, and, sh and show up every day. Every day. Every day. May we have eyes to see and God ears to hear. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Shake one another's hands. Love one another. In Jesus' Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.